Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Remain standing. Go to Romans chapter 12, New Testament. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 and verse number 9. We're going to look at one verse and then we're going to go to work. Somebody say, no bad relationships this year. Of any kind. That's why you need to be glad some folk gone. There wasn't nothing but trouble and stress and drama anyhow. Mm -hmm. Romans chapter 12, verse number 9. Here it is, English Standard Version. I love it. Watch what the apostle says. He says, let love be genuine. Somebody say, no fake love. Abhor or hate what is evil. God gave you permission to hate something. He says, hate what's evil. But hold fast or hold on to what is good. Would you make this declaration over the remainder of your 2019 and the remainder of your life for that matter? Say, in Jesus' name, I will be in relationships where the love is genuine. No fake love in any relationship from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, speak to us now that we would move and walk in what you've ordained. We decree and declare by faith that there be no fake love in any area of our lives. We declare that where there is fake love, you'd reveal it, Father, so that we can move on. Life is too precious. Our days are too precious to waste our time with fake love and fake friends and fake relationships. So we release those. Shout, I release them. We release those today now, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Give God a great praise in him, 915. Just look at your neighbor and say, no fake love, no fake love. And you can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Uh, as we look at the divorce rates in America, 50% of first marriages end the divorce, 67% of second marriages end the divorce, and 73% of third marriages end the divorce. It shows us this, uh, church, that we are in desperate need of a revolution in all relationship types. Somebody say, we need a revolution. That is a sudden, complete, and drastic change in the way we relate to one another. These statistics teach us that we don't know as much as we say we do about love. They teach us that we don't know as much as we say we do about loyalty. They teach us that we don't know as much as we say we do, watch this, about the people we pick to be in relationship. Do you not understand that you pick the relationships that you're in? So if you got bad ones, that's an indication something's off with your picker. But I decree and declare from this day forward, you're going to pick people, watch this, that just don't take from the table, but that brings something to the table somebody say no fake love it's a sudden complete and drastic change and if you don't think something's wrong watch this you won't be compelled to make change we are only compelled to make change when we learn enough that we want to or we heard enough that we have to and I'm here to tell you God did not create you so you could be in jacked up relationships your whole life 
He did not die for you to watch this, have to fast and pray just to have a conversation with somebody. He did not die for you to deal with drama and issues and mess. He did not die for you to always have to be around somebody you can't trust. So you got to be like Lot's wife and look behind him. Y'all not talking to me. The Bible says that he come that we might have life and life more abundantly, which means no fake love. Now, now check this out. Today, we're going to learn how to have genuine love and how to spot fake love. Let's get right to the message. Number one, genuine love starts with God. I need you to understand this. God's love for us is unconditional. Now, Titus chapter 3, verses 4 through 5. We're going to look at that real quickly. Say, God's love is unconditional. Now, most of us don't understand the concept of unconditional love because we've only been loved conditionally and we only love conditionally. A condition means I love you until. Got it? Unconditional says I love you. End of the story. Watch, watch this. Most of us, we've never experienced unconditional love. From what we've experienced from people is, the moment you step outside of what I want you to do and who I want you to be, I don't love you no more. It's quiet here. Uh, watch this. For most of us, the type of love we give to people is I love you until you do this, that, or the other. What I love about Jesus is that he doesn't love us this way. Can we just have, watch this, a 10-second intermission at the beginning of the message to thank God for his unconditional love towards us. He didn't stop loving you when you was drinking. He didn't stop loving you when you were messed up. He didn't stop loving you when you sinned a little bit. Watch this. He didn't stop loving you when you was cussing like a fool. Y'all not talking. He did not stop loving you. Stop some about a high five say he didn't stop loving me he did not stop loving me because I did something he didn't like now this is deep y'all because because watch this a lot of the times you're trying to give to people what you haven't even received you can't give nobody something you don't have in the first place say Lord I receive your love he looks at all of your faults and says, I still love you. He looks at all your issues and says, I still love you. Watch this. He even knows your thoughts, the nasty ones too. And he says, I still love you. Say that's unconditional love. Titus 3, 4 through 5. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appear, verse 5, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness. In other words, he says, I'm not doing this based on conditions because you kept some type of conduct. He said, I didn't choose to love you because you did everything right. In fact, the Bible says that on your best day, your righteousness is as filthy rags, which means the day you feel the most saintly and the most Christian, God is like, boy, bye, sit down. What makes us righteous, which means in right standing with God, is because he chose to give it to us, Romans chapter 4 says, as a free gift. Which means when I stand in front of you, when you stand in front of anybody, stop saying, well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You are not a sinner anymore. When you give your life to Jesus, you are the righteousness of God. Which means I'm in right standing with him. Which means I may have done, I want to say it, everything that they say you did do. But you are not who they say you are. Because when you stand in front of Jesus, he doesn't see your issues, he sees himself. The Bible says he can't deny himself. Verse 5, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. Mercy is when God blocks something negative we do deserve. Grace is when God gives us something good we don't deserve. Say, I got grace and mercy. See, there's a whole lot of stuff that should have happened. We're going to go to work right through here. There's a whole lot of stuff you should have lost. There's a whole lot of times you should have died. Y'all don't want to talk. There's a whole lot of diseases you should have got. Y'all ain't talking. There's a whole lot of mess you should be in. It's a whole lot of stuff that should have left you. But God says, I'm going to give you mercy. And then, oh, mercy, mercy me. Things ain't like they should be because he gave me mercy. Then he gives us grace. Grace is when he gives us something good we don't deserve. We didn't earn. I know you think you got that job because of how qualified you are. Listen, what you didn't know is there were 15 more qualified people than you. But grace, whoo, sh shut up. I don't mean it literally. It's a figure of speech. Can anybody be honest about the grace of God that's on your life? I know you think that you got that house and you got that car. Watch this. And you got that marriage because of how fine you are, baby. What you didn't know is it was somebody with more money, more prestige, and more position than you. But grace gave it to you. Somebody holler, thank you for your grace. Now, we can't earn his love, 915. But don't confuse his love with the quality of life you live. Because this is what happens for many Christians. Well, God, if you love me, why am I going through this? Mm -mm, stop that. God's love is free. Greatness has a fee. And it's called choices. 
specifically the choices that we make to obey his word. Think about it like this. Um, it, it, it is, uh, it's cold outside. All right? Okay? I think everybody would agree, right? Most people would agree. It's 20 degrees. So I think in Denver, most people agree. That's cold. Okay? All right. All right. Now check this out. It's below freezing. Got it? And check this out. Now, if you choose to go outside, like you from Colorado, with shorts, slides, and a tank top on, that's not God's fault when you start shivering. Tell your neighbor, say, you chose that. If you choose to be in a relationship where you bring all the benefit and they do nothing, God can love you, but that was your choice. Y'all not talking to me, y'all. If you choose, watch this, to not be a faithful giver and you're always struggling, that's your choice. So don't say, well, if you love me, why am I going through that? That has nothing to do. Parents, you can love your child and watch them do some of the most stupid stuff. And sometimes as a parent, you got to sit back and say, you know what? I'm talking too much. I'm just going to have to let you go through that. See, watch this. Let me talk to all my young people. A parent that really loves you will protect you. Watch this from yourself. Which means sometimes they'll let you sit in the back seat with your arms folded with your little stinking attitude and say, but you ain't going to be like her or him because there's something different about you. There's something special about you. And I don't care what her mama do. I don't care what they daddy do. We ain't doing that up, up in here. As for me and my house, we shall start cry if you want to. Pop your little mouth if you want to. I will snatch or not. Okay. Snatch or not is a southern colloquialism. Which means I see you when you wake up. Had to put you under for a little bit. You needed some surgery. Somebody thank God, watch this, for the discipline you got that kept you out of jail, that kept you away from bad relationships, that kept you from acting crazy. Who can thank God for the whoopings that you got? What? The Bible says that a father that loves his son, he corrects him. You are hated if you're uncorrected. Ah, you are hated if nobody stops you when you're wrong. That's the issue most of us have is that we don't know love and hate. You think people that love you always got to agree with you even when you're wrong. People that love you will say, I love you, but you acting a fool right now. I love you, but you're acting crazy right now. And my love for you won't let me sit here and watch you go down. That's fake love. Say, Lord, I receive your love. That's unconditional. Now watch this. As we disperse it, it, it dilutes. You need to know that. So as we receive it, it's full strength. It is the full strength. You ever got those cleaners where they say, listen, mix this in with some water? That's what happens with love. We get it full strength. Think about it. God has never stopped loving you, even when you cursed him, even when you disobeyed him. Where the honest folk at? Even when you treated him like he was fake, when he was the real deal, and your friends were more important than your Jesus, y'all not talking and your bae was more important than your savior. You know what he never stopped doing? He never stopped loving. Because he said, they're going to get it. That's love. Because see, you and I, look, now you got about two, three chances. I, I'm done. Jesus was like, they're going to get it. And maybe you didn't get it in your teens. It's like, they're going to get it in their 20s. Maybe you didn't get it in your 20s. They're going to get it in their 30s. In your thirties, they're gonna get in their forties, fifties. As long as you still got breath, he didn't stop loving. As long as you still got breath, he says there's still something for you to do. There's still greatness in you. But check this out: we receive his love, full strength. It's unconditional. We're about to go to work, but watch this. But watch this. Now you can give it. Matthew twenty-two thirty-six. Uh, in those verse, in that verse, they asked Jesus, "What's the greatest commandment?" He says, "Love God." And then they said, "The second's like it." He says, "Love your neighbor as yourself." Okay, that's those three phrases. Say them with me. Love God, love people, love life. Check this out. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's a mathematical equation, the word as is. Which means I can only give you what I have. And what I have is going to be watered down by what I've been through. <laughs> Are you hearing it? So I got it full strength. But to give it, I'll feel like a fool if I give it like that. Y'all hear? I can only give to you what I first have myself, but I can't even give it to me if I don't get it from him. Check it out. Boom. 
Boom, do it with me. Boom, boom, do it with me. Boom, boom. Here's what most of us try to do. You try to go watch this, get a crowd to get love from. Look at all these likes I got. Like ain't love. It's because you hot today. It'll be something else out tomorrow. The grandmas of the night. Somebody else is going to be hot. Okay? All right. This is what we try to do. Or we try to conjure it up internally. With, with, watch this, with good confessions. And that's good. I am this. I am that. And that's good. You should do that. But if I didn't get it first, I can't give it. Did you catch that? How do I know that? God is love. So if I don't have God, the best I can give you is really strong like. Did you, did you catch that? God is love. So I don't have God. The best I can give you is I like you a lot. That's what some of your relationships in life have been. They have not been love. You've misappropriated love. It's not been love. You, missed, you, you, you call it the wrong thing. It's been like with some gifts. It's been like with sex. Since y'all ain't going to say nothing, I'm going to talk how I want to. Got my good spectacles on. The reason I don't like glasses, total interruption in the message, is because it messes with my peripheral. So I have to turn my whole body over here. Back to the message. The best they can give you, strong like. Some of your friendships, man, I love you. They mean they love the ride you gave them. You picked them up and dropped them off. Watch. They love the fact that they know you're going to buy lunch. Don't confuse loving you with loving what you do. All right, watch this. Don't get quiet now. We receive his love as a gift. Say it's a gift. But to love him back, here's how we love him back. So I get it to give it, but then it's got to go back to him, right? So watch this, 1 John 5 and 3. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. That's 1 John 5, 3. Say, this is the love of God, to do what he said. Proof that you love God, Jesus is that you make what's important to him important to you. And when you're a good Christian first, you'll become a good blank. See, here's what, here's what, here's what American Christianity says. You know, come to this class on how to be a good mom. You ain't a good Christian, though. Come to this class about how to be a good husband. Let's start with Christianity, though. See, here's what most of us do. We reverse the order so you fail at both. You're working so hard to be a great husband that you're not a great Christian, and so now you fail as a husband and a Christian. You're working so hard to be a great business owner, watch this, that you're not a great Christian first, and so you fail at both. Your business fails and, and you feel far from God. But today, I believe there's some people, watch this, that's going to do both. If that's you, just say, that's me right there, that's me right there. Proof that you love God is that you make what's important to him important to you. When you're a good Christian first, you'll become a good blank, whatever the blank is. But if we reverse the order, we're going to fail at both. And here's the issue. God says, if you love me, do what I say. And here's the issue we have. I have a coloring sheet right here. See? Say, God is love. God is love. So here's what it means to make what's important to God important to him. God says, I love you. Say, he loves me. And God says, I've got, watch this, unlimited supply for you. But I'm going to need you to color in them lines. Watch this. Can y'all see? Come on, camera. Come here, camera. I'll just direct the show myself, I guess, too. Watch this. Okay, you here? You got it? You see? Y'all see? Y'all see how I colored the L? You see the L is colored? Watch this. God says, I love you. Everything I set up isn't to hurt you. It's not to harm you. It's to protect you. Well, what's wrong when I color out the lines? Because when you color outside the lines, there's nothing out there. So you'll say, I just want to do life my way. And God says, but there's nothing out there. There's nothing out there. There's nothing, there's nothing that's out there. So God says, I'm going to need you to color inside the lines. Can I be honest with you, church? There's many times when people have sad stories. And then watch this. When you interact with them close up and personal, you'll discover, I see why your story is sad. It's because you don't color in the lines. You don't listen. You don't follow instructions. You don't do anything you're told to do. Yet you got a sad story. I'm going to hear... 
You ever looked at somebody's life and they just had the worst story like a Lifetime movie and then you went to lunch with them one time and saw how negative they were, saw how much they complained, saw how much they didn't follow instructions, and then you say, well, your life is a report card. You're failing because you choose not to listen. Now, that's not popular right there. We won't shout right there. I was shouting a minute ago. But here's the deal. Many Christians, not you, you're spiritual, but your neighbor, just look at them. Many times they're mad at life and God says, but you didn't color in the lines. So you got nothing because what you put something into didn't have anything. You colored outside of the lines. Are y'all seeing what I'm saying? All right, so check this out, check this out, check this out. That's what it means to, follow, to, to obey God. A lot of times we look at, you know, people, and I, it really bothers me. People say, God's not about a bunch of rules. It's all about relationship. Well, relationships have rules. Talk crazy to me, you're going to need a miracle. Come on here. That's the rule, rule number one. Rule number two, you can't cheat on me and think I'm just going to sit there and be okay with that. Let's take it out of romantic relationships. Let's take it to friendships. You can't be loyal to my enemy and to me. Pick a side. Jesus said, if you're not for us, you are against us. If you're not helping me gather, you're scattering. Which means if you want to know who your enemies are, it's easy. They're friends with your enemies. That, that's who your enemies are. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? All right, watch this. Stick with me, church. Stick with me. Stick with me. Y'all sticking with me? Right, watch this. Watch, watch, watch this. Second thing. So first, genuine love starts with God. I get it, so I can give it. I give it back to him. I give it back to him. He said, just color in the lines. So when he says do something, I color in the lines. Not do my own thing. Because here's the deal. People say, I just, you know, I just, I'm just a free spirit. What does that mean? You can't color in lines? What does that mean? Right? I just, you know, I just, I just, I just, oh, I just have God in my heart. He didn't live in hearts. Hearts pump blood. He doesn't live there. Okay? Everybody see this? This is it, okay? So, so here's the deal. You will say, we will say falsely, well, God's not letting me. You know, I, just, I, I, I just don't feel like myself. That's the idea. Who you were was nothing but a fraud anyhow. When you come to Jesus, who he makes you into is who he ordained you to be in the first place. Can we tell the truth? It's not natural for us to love people who have treated us poorly. But when he makes us brand new, that's what we do. It's not natural for us to forgive people that we don't want to forgive. It's natural for us to say some other words to them. Where the honest people at? But I got a color inside the lines. Which brings me to the second point. Say, let's go to work, Bishop. Say, no fake love. Second point, watch this. Genuine love is shown, not just said. Genuine love is shown, not just said. Now, now, now this is going to mess with you. I'm going to, like, totally blow up your concept of love. Colossians 3.14 shows us that love, look at me 9.15, is not a complicated emotion or feeling. It is a decision, watch, that you keep deciding. How do you know it's a decision? Because the Bible says, put on love. Somebody say, put on love. Put the verse up for them, please. It says, and above all, put on what? Touch your neighbor, say, put it on. Now, now listen, that means it's a garment. So here's how love works. Jesus. I know all the phrases to say to you right now to make you feel like dirt. But the Bible said, I love you. You missed it. Take it off. Here's the chip about putting it on. Sometimes you need help. Which is why, watch this, you can't love people just the way, watch this, you like to be loved. You need to find out the people who you say you love. Well, tell me how you receive love. I need you to help me to love you. Touch your neighbor and say, help me to love you. It says, put it on. This is a choice. See, because a feeling, you, they did what? Let me put it on. Wait a minute, though. Because what I want to do is snap. 
Come on, Rice Krispies. Crackle. Come on, let's say it together. And pop. We're all over you. But the Bible says, put it on. I want to bring up what you did. I want to bring up what you said. I want to bring up what you're not. I want to bring up what you are. And in my emotions, if I was feeling some type of way, listen, I would just slay. But because the Bible says, put it on. I'm not going to do what my feelings or emotions want me to do. Instead, I'm going to put on love. And when I put it on, since it's a garment, that means it is shown, not just said. Which means when I could snap, crackle, and pop, instead I pray. Y'all not talking. When I could be angry and cuss you out seven ways from someday, what do I do? Instead, I talk it out instead of cussing it up. Y'all not talking. Touch your neighbor and say, put on love. But here's what we want to do when we're emotional. So we're having waffles again? Because, you know, y'all be getting mad over stupid stuff, you know. You take love off. So the apostle in Colossians, he says, put it on. Putting it on means when I want to think negative about you, rather than going there, I'm going to ask questions to make sure that I'm not thinking evil. You touch your neighbor, say, put it on. Touch somebody else, say, put it on. Which means I may not feel it, but I am it, so I do it. Why? First uh, John 3, 18, little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. In other words, talk is cheap, action speaks. Love is a verb, not a noun. You know what verb means? Action. Say action. Fake love says it. And that's all it does. Because it talks. I love you so much. I'm so committed to you. Oh, I ain't going nowhere. Girl, you're going to have to put me out. You're everything I hope for. I ain't never met nobody like you. That's all fake love does. And you know what they'll do it? Straight up to your face. Somebody say no fake love. Can we define the actions of love real quick? Y'all give me five minutes and I'm done. Are we learning and growing? All right, all right. So, so here's the deal. If you say you love somebody, you have to put it on. Let me tell you what putting it on means. I'll start the text and then let it sit to make sure ain't nothing in there that ain't love. Fake love types sins. I don't really like y'all's silence. It's, it's, really, it's really not cool. Fake love will type the email and send it. Love. Touch your neighbor. Say love. love. Love will type it, reread it, edit it, and not send it. Why? Because that ain't going to build you up. That ain't going to speak life. That ain't going to fix nothing. That's just going to make me feel good because I got to get some shots off. Y'all not talking to me. So 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 10, we're not going to read the verses. Do not put those verses on the screens. I'm going to summarize those verses. You can write them down, 1 Corinthians 1 through 10. I'm going to summarize for you what the Apostle Paul says love is. And Paul is a man that really understood love because Paul dealt with some stuff. I just, y'all have to pray for me. I'm just saying right now, Paul dealt with some, some real dirty betrayals. He dealt with some real dirty, low-down, ratchet-type dudes. And y'all have to pray for me because I, I, you know I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you right now. I'm, just, I'm working out my own salvation with fear and chimney. Touch your neighbor and say, work yours out too. <laughs> Paul says, genuine love is defined by its actions. So, so, so here it is, verses 1 through 10. You can go read it in your own time. You can give and not love, but you can't love and not give. 
Paul says your love is fake if you don't give. Ah, not just to God, but to people. Then Paul says love is patient. You know what patience means? Patience isn't waiting. It's how you act while you're waiting. Which means if you say you love somebody, watch this. You are obligated to be patient with them while they're changing, even if it takes longer than you think it should, if you say you love them. It's got real quiet right there. Watch this. That's why you need to be careful before you commit to loving. Hmm. Why? Because love is a decision. So before I make that decision, I need to make sure you're worth it. Would you slap your neighbor high five and say, you need to make sure they're worth it before you say it. Because once I decide, now I got to be patient with you. Now I got to wait. So I ain't going to decide you until I know you are worth the decision. I need to know that you're worth that. Quiet in the church. I says, love serves. Love says, what can I do to serve you? You know what most of us do? How are you going to serve me? Love doesn't gossip. What's gossip? Talking about stuff that you ain't got no business talking about. What's gossip? I heard. Well, you don't know, so shut up. That ain't love. Love doesn't say things that don't build up. Love compliments. Look at your neighbor on your left and right. Give him a compliment. Say something nice to him. You like the hair, like the outfit. Their weave looks impeccable. You can't even tell they sold it in. Come on here. Contacts look great, even though their eyes ain't hazel, you know, but they look great. Come on. Say compliment. Say it in. Say compliment. That's what we do as a church. We often compliment people. And don't think of somebody complimenting you, they're trying to spit game. Don't think of somebody complimenting you, they're trying to get next to you. They're just doing what the Bible says. Somebody say love compliments. We got to learn how to be nice, especially Denver. Denver, we got this thing here where we don't talk to people. We don't say nothing to people. You can walk down the street and not speak to them. That's not love. Y'all not talking to me. Look at your neighbor on the other side and give them a compliment too. Tell them something nice. Like their shoes, like their outfit. Do it, Dallas. Y'all sitting there looking at me. Do it. Love doesn't get jealous. Oh, God, I don't have time. You know what? Love gets jealous because it's insecure. And it's insecure, watch this, because it doesn't believe that you've decided what it's decided. Huh? L- love, love isn't a show-off. Can I tell you something? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you how you can predict a divorce. Say how, Bishop. They excessively post about their spouse on social media. You can predict that divorce. Why are they posting on social media? They need co-signers. And whenever you need a co-signer, they will accept, oh, look at us. We so happy. We so happy. Yeah, get that 12 months. That's over. How do you know that? Paul said love doesn't show off. Anytime you feel you need to show off, it's about to be a shutdown. Anytime somebody on your job shows up, I just love my wife. Say, oh, God, Father, I pray for that marriage right now. We're not talking about that. We're talking about coffee. And you sit up here talking about your wife. Ain't nobody asked you that. Y- y'all don't like this here. <laughs> Watch. What, what, can I preach? This is what Paul said. Love is an arrogant. Love doesn't disgrace. Disgrace. So when someone extends grace to you, when you love them, you don't diss it. So if I give you an extra day to do something you told me you're going to do, and then watch this, and then you diss the extra day I gave you, that ain't love. It got super quiet right there. You don't disgrace. Are you here? This is what Paul said. It's all in those verses. I'm just summarizing it for you. Love isn't self-centered. Love goes to the store and says, you know, what can I get for somebody else? Not just me. Wow. Love doesn't jab, nor is it easily jabbed. Punches, you know. Love doesn't jab. Huh, well, you sound like your mama. That's a jab. You know she can't stand her mama. That's a jab. Since y'all ain't saying amen, it's just going to get real for about the next two minutes. And then I'm going to shout you. Huh, you look like your daddy. You, 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 and you know he ain't seen that man. No, I'm just making examples. Don't look at me like that. It doesn't jab. Doesn't jab. If you know they're sensitive about something, love doesn't jab at it. If you know they have an area of insecurity, you don't jab at that area of insecurity. Huh? You know they feet stinking. Y'all out at the restaurant and folk talking, you know, talking about feet jokes. And the whole time they just pulling their feet back. No, I'm using these as wild examples because you'll catch the point in a minute. Touch your neighbor, say, don't hit me. Okay, let's just move on. <laughs> Come on, we can ready to close, Tonto, because they ain't saying nothing. Watch this. All right, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Y'all here? Love is fully committed, not just visually compliant. Fully committed means I'm doing it and I'm putting my all into it. 
visually compliant means you wanted to go to brunch every Saturday. Here we go. Come on. Eat. You ain't going to eat? See? I just stayed at the house. I could have had some Fruit Loops. That's not love. Love is fully committed. Y'all remember uh, coming to America? I've done this before. Y'all remember when, uh, <laughs> you know, come here, uh, Prince Hakeem, and come here, Vanessa Bell Calloway. <laughs> Shamon, won't you come? Y'all remember coming to America? If you don't know it, just it's a very spiritual movie. Um, <laughs> very spiritual movie. It shows you how you can be anything you want to be. Come on here, Eddie Murphy. You can, <laughs> you can be the prince. You can be the barber. You can be anything you want to be. Now, now watch. Now, now in the movie, uh, Hakeem, he's a prince. He's getting ready to get married. And I'm getting ready to close. He was getting ready to get married. Y'all got to be right there. And he was getting ready to get married, so he was looking at potential, potential women today. So this princess comes in. They do the whole thing. This whole, whole little, all that. And they come in. And so the prince, he starts telling the stuff to do. Now, okay. So he's, he said, uh, uh, what do you like to eat? What's she say? Whatever you like to eat. So then, so then, he's like, what do you like to do for fun? Whatever you like to do for fun. He says, so anything I say, you're going to agree with it. Yes. Okay, bark like a dog. <laughs> bark like a bigger dog. <laughs> <laughs> then he said, hop on one leg. Watch this. Fully committed says, I don't like these types of movies. What you do? So, let's go. And while we're there, I ain't going to be, I'm going to get something to eat. I'm going to get some popcorn. Say fully committed. That's what love does. In church, when it's serving, it's fully committed. We got to do this. Ooh, let me stop you. You get to. Because whenever you show out, God will raise up somebody else to do it. Are you here, church? All right, let's move on because it's getting really quiet right through here. Love forgives. Can I say this to you? A challenge doesn't always mean it's time to cancel. Say that again. A challenge doesn't always mean it's time to cancel. A challenge with someone doesn't mean it's always time to cancel someone. Most of us, though, that's where we live. One challenge, oh, I'm over in the subscription. You have more loyalty than Netflix. Hulu has more loyalty. Every challenge. You know what? Maybe this is a bad idea. Because y'all had a disagreement about the type of sausage? Maybe we're just not cut out to being in each other's lives. Let me tell you what you need to do. Call their bluff. Say, I agree. You're right. Well, I was just, don't you threaten to quit me. Because it's one thing I'm sure about. I don't want nobody in my life that ain't sure they want to be there. So since you ain't sure, I agree. You can go. Now, the name stays home. You can go. You can go. If you use the threat of you leaving as a way to terrorize people who you say you love, you are an emotional terrorist. Say, Lord, forgive me for my terrorism. It's quiet in here. I'm going back to San Antonio. Well, go on then. Hold on. Let me call Southwest to see if they have any flights leaving on today. That's terrorism. You are manipulating them to control what they do based on your absence. And you hope that they fear your absence so much that they will care, care, care for your presence that it will change what they do. I'm going to mama's house. Bring me some greens when you come back, won't you? Some cornbread. It's quiet in the church. All right, let's move on. Love talks. It doesn't throw tantrums. Uh, Y'all slam that door for me real quick. Whoever the ambassador, slam it. Just slam it real quick, real quick. Just slam it real hard, too. Don't break it now. Yeah, okay, just a little bit harder, like you're mad. That's okay. Don't break it, though. All right. Okay, cool. That'll work. That's how most people communicate. 
mess the mic up. That's not love. Love talks. It doesn't throw tantrums. If you throw a tantrum, what you're really saying is, is that I'm losing control. So I'm getting emotional to get control. When you get angry and start hollering and cussing and acting a fool, you're trying to get control, which is why you can't be trusted with it because you don't know what to do with it. Move on. Yes. Love gets clarity. It doesn't make assumptions that lead to evil thoughts. How many times have we made, let's be honest, how many times have we made assumptions about stuff and come up to evil conclusions about people we say we love? You know, you'll come up with these conclusions like, you know, I can't believe they would do that. And then you go get clarity, and that's not even what it was. So what love does is say, let me holler at you right quick. Holler at you right quick as a southern colonial lineage. Let me have a little chat with you, if you wouldn't mind. And love gets clarity. Love says, now, um, when I said hey, and you saw me, because you looked at me, and you didn't say hey back, what happened? And here's what they may say. I didn't even see you. See, when I'm somewhere, I'm on a mission. I don't care where I'm at. Wherever I'm at, I'm on a mission. So I literally, I don't have to be going nowhere, but I'm going there quick. So I maybe didn't see you. Now you're talking about, you know, folk won't even speak to you. I didn't even see you. You were not in my peripheral. I had on glasses. <laughs> Y'all catching the point? And it's easy to do it, especially in church, too. Easy to make an assumption. But when they complimented me, I had said I like their nails, but they didn't say nothing about mine. I, I don't know. First of all, you're not called to them. You're called to the man of God, number one, so don't get caught up with the people. But number two, but number two, just ask. They say, you don't like my nails either? <laughs> Are y'all catching the simplicity of this? If you're a married couple, you don't get mad because when they text back, all they did was the thumbs up. Maybe they're standing right next to the CEO of their company who was all up in their phone. And so you sent something that they couldn't respond to beyond saying thumbs up. See you tonight, baby. <laughs> but now you got all emotional in your feelings and all of this, and you sending passive-aggressive texts in the middle of the day. Well, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know. I don't know. Is everything all right with us? Okay, let's move on because I'm over time. Love isn't glad when the people you love hurt. Love is honest. Love fixes issues fast. When you love somebody, you don't let it last for days. When you love somebody, say, come here, let's talk right now. For all of you people who need space and time, let me tell you what the Bible says. Say what the Bible says, Bishop. The Bible says, do not let the sun go down on your anger or your emotion. Which means you have until sundown to fix it. So if somebody messed with you at 8 that morning, you got until about 527 tonight to get that right. When you love, you don't let it linger. Here's why. Because then it lingers and it becomes bitterness. And bitterness becomes anger. And anger becomes resentment. And resentment becomes wrath. And then before you know it, who you love, you now hate. Because you wouldn't fix issues fast. Touch your neighbor and say, fix issues fast. Here's the last point. Number three. Fake love is easy to find. So number one, genuine love starts with God. Number two, genuine love is shown, not just said. Number three, fake love is easy to find. Here's the issue many of us have with love. Is that because we've dealt with so much fake love, real love is difficult to find. We know it is because Mary J. told us. She wrote a whole song. She says, I'm looking for real love. Touch the neighbor and say, that's what I'm having in 2019. Watch. Romans 12, 9. I'm out of time. We'll do it at 11, 15. Let love be genuine. So that means there's fake love. It's like having a genuine Next to a counterfeit. Come here, cameraman. Say, say genuine next to a counterfeit. Now, here, here's the deal. What we have in front of you, church, right here, th this, is a, this is a good God almighty. This is, this is, a, this is a phone case. This is a phone case. Y'all see the two phone cases? You don't? Okay, they're, they're, they're going to make you be able to see the phone cases after a while. All right, come on, camera three. Ready? Take camera three. Let's go. All right, let's go. Here we go. Very good. Thanks, camera three. All right, very good. 
Right, come on, camera three. Hit take. There you go. Okay. This is a phone case. This is a phone case. One is real. One is counterfeit. They both hold phones. They both have someone with the initials L and V. Do we see? This one looks nicer because it has a strap. And its LV is in a substance that was gold-like. No, stay with me, church. No, stay with me. No, no, no. No, you like, no, 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 no. I'm going to show you something. The issue we have with love is that the real and the counterfeit are so similar, but the counterfeit seems to have more bells and whistles. This one's got a nice strap, and it's got this here. This one, all it's got is one little area for your card, and that's it. This one's got a gold substance LV, or whoever that is. And it's got a strap. They both say the same man's name. You're going to catch it. So to the untrained eye, this is the same. In fact, this is better. But to somebody that had a lot of fake love in their life, come on, we got to close it. You can spot real from fake from a mile away. Touch your neighbor. Say, no more fake love in your life. Say, no more fake friendships in your life. Say, no more fake relationships in your life. Can I tell you something, 915, and I got to quit because I'm out of time. Don't believe in people anymore. What'd you just say, Bishop? I'm going to say it again. Do not believe in people anymore. What do you mean? Let's do what the Bible says. Believe in what they do. What does that mean, Bishop? Matthew chapter 12, verse 33, it's the text. It says, know people by their fruit. Wait a minute. Know them by what they do, not by what they say. You can spot fake love because all fake love does is talk. Real love acts. Can I give you this last piece to it? When God wants to reveal fake love to you, here's what happens. It's 1 Corinthians 11 and 19. This is the Apostle Paul speaking, and, 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 and I want to tell you the stuff that sometimes we get mad about, myself included. There's sometimes stuff we get mad about that we shouldn't get mad about. All right, you ready? 1 Corinthians eleven nineteen. Watch what Paul says. This verse is going to mess with you. He says, for there must be factions among you in order to recognize those who are genuine among you. Let me say it again, 1 Corinthians 11 and 19. For there must be factions among you in order to recognize those that are genuine among you. What's a faction, Bishop? Conflict. What's a faction, Bishop? A fallout. What's a faction, Bishop? Disunity. What's a faction, Bishop? Rebellion. What's a faction, Bishop? Discord. Wait a minute. Paul says... The only way you're going to know what's real is when there's conflict. And when there's conflict, it's going to start ripping and ripping and ripping and ripping and tearing and tearing. And when it ain't real, watch this, it won't be able to stick. <laughs> when it ain't real, it ain't going to be able to stay. When it ain't real, it's not going to be able to last. So watch this. Stop being mad when you have conflict. Instead, say, I'm going to get a front row seat and get me some popcorn because I'm going to find out who's really with me, who's really against me, who's really for me, who really loves me, and who ain't got nothing but fake love. Tell your neighbor and say, thank God for conflict. I'm out of time. Bow your heads, close your eyes today if you need to become a Christian again. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. 
Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, Give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.